everybody, welcome to the Realist Uncensored podcast. If you missed part one of the Realist Weekly wrap up, here's what you missed. Man, yeah, that that man, wouldn't be happening today. No, they'd be too busy worrying about uh, shit. Do I got a, a medically made hole between my legs? Those men put their lives on the line. So you blue haired fuck up retards. Fucking hack into a fucking someone's brain maybe and fuck them up. Please. Please. We'll let you do whatever you want. Right. Till 2030. Yeah, you want all these illegal immigrants in your, your state that are raping and pillaging all your your residents and citizens in that state. Exactly. That's why they're moving to red states, you dumb bitch. That, that, they, they don't care about that. No. Who the fuck cares? Well, Just go in my vagina and pull my pull my half-developed baby out. You have a vagina? Rather not say. Okay. They need to stop watching the 90s and 2000s sci-fi movies and fucking come back to reality. That's it. Just the news. Just the fucking news, people. Hey, Jimmy, stop making out with fucking Tom over there. And if they don't get shot, then get they should get the dick cut off. Yeah. That might go the wrong way because then somebody doctor will be like, hey, we, we could put a medically induced hole between your legs. Yeah, then he's like, fuck, now I can fuck little boys like a real woman. Now that I'm sick to my stomach, that's going to do it for that article. Put your fucking phone down and interact with your fucking, the, your child. Doody doody doo. <sighs> fucking sick fuck. On the victim. Victim for years. The Vactum. The Vactum. Let me tell you about these Vactums. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> have you seen Have you seen any aliens? No. Okay. Disappointed. Pedophile Biden. Thank you, sir. That's the brother or sister of the Illuminati. Oh, wait. I wasn't supposed to say that. I think I'm going to die now. You want to give yourself another pat on the back? Yes. Oh, I said before. I'll, I'll always, I always pat myself on the back. Well, somebody's going to do it. Yeah, if nobody else is. Again, <laughs> he's airing everything out, and you dumbasses are like, yeah, but World War Three starts. All right, and here's everybody's little buddy from North Korea. Little buddy. Oh, silly. But hey, we're not in World War Three. No. Uh, so, so, I mean, uh, what, 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 what are we talking about here? Yeah, I don't know. All right, time to wrap up the show. Welcome to The Realist Uncensored, where we're bringing you real fucking issues with real fucking opinions. I'm Checkers, and over there, as always, is MJ. What's going on, everybody? Listen on YouTube, Rumble, and your favorite podcast directory. Excuse me, it's ma'am. No, it's not. Excuse me, it's ma'am. Excuse, excuse me. It's <laughs> a stuttering stand. <laughs> All right, <laughs> no fucking around. This is uh, part two of the Realist Weekly Wrap-Up. Um, we need to get into this. Yes. That we do. It's political bullshit. Yeah, pretty much. That it is. So, my first article is from the People's Voice. Twitter CEO, free speech is not acceptable on X. We will shadow ban harder than before. So Jesus that's Christ, would you do a fucking line? What do you mean? <laughs> that's not legal yet <laughs> so that's funny that just within that headline they're saying that they'll shadow ban harder than before so they're admitting that they shadow banned before which is fucked up shouldn't be doing that but 
Yakarino, a World Economic <laughs> Forum member and former NBC executive, announced this week that she would begin ramping up the shadow banning of accounts deemed to be punishing misinformation and hate speech on Musk's platform. Uh-oh. According to Yakarino, Americans will not be permitted to exercise their First Amendment rights to legally express themselves as long as Musk keeps her on as CEO. In a new interview with CNBC, Yaccarino revealed that free speech will be strictly policed and filtered by the new algorithm, even if it doesn't break any laws. During the interview, Yaccarino also boasted that Musk no longer has any say in the editorial decisions of the social media giant. However, it is her stance on the platform censorship policies that she has caused that that has caused concern among free speech advocates. She declared that X is committed to encouraging healthy behavior online. In clarifying X's approach to free speech, Yaccarino introduced the concept of freedom of speech, not freedom of reach. The comments were a reference to a new policy where users who express non-mainstream views will see their posts heavily demoted on the platform. It is lawful, but it's awful. It's extraordinarily difficult for you to see it, she remarked, suggesting that content deemed undesirable will be shadow banned on Twitter. And it goes on and from this there. this is what you get when you hire somebody that's uh, part of the World Economic Forum. Right, which it really doesn't make any sense why he's doing that. You know what I mean? Because he was all for that free speech, and, and release just, the Twitter and files. And I just read something that he's taking legal action against George Soros. What? <laughs> yeah, just ju- just read it. Just read it today. What the fuck? Uh, I have no fucking clue what's going on over there. But- well, well, I'm just saying that's what happens when you hire somebody that's uh, connected to the World Economic Forum. Um, so my first one for part two today is going to be from Newsmax. Don't know if you heard of the place. Ramaswamy, whatever his name is, gov- government to be run like Musk. Oh, really? <clears throat> GOP presidential candidate Ramaswamy pledged on Friday that he would run the government how Elon Musk runs X, formerly known as Twitter if elected. Well, that's funny because the article you were just talking about, he has somebody from the World Economic Forum running his company. So what's he going to have? Somebody from the World Economic Forum as his VP? Because last week we covered an article that he's con- connected to the Soros's. So, and you still have fucking people backing him because I just read a tweet from Lauren Bobart that uh, said, you know, she was happy seeing what he said in the, in the debate or the GOP debate. So people, people are easily brainwashed by this guy. Um, what Musk did to Twitter is a good example of what I want to do to the administrative state. Ramaswamy uh, told um, Fox News. Take out the 75% of dead, uh, dead weight costs, improve the actual experience of what is, uh, it's supposed to do. According to the Hill, Ramaswamy or Schwammy or Swimmy, I don't know, comments uh, come after Musk called him a very promising candidate. Oh, so now, so now because Musk called you a promising candidate, you're like, well, let me open up that mouth and suck that dick. <laughs> Exactly. Dude, like fucking. I got to mention. I know. Somebody somebody mentioned my name. A whole pro, uh, high-profile person mentioned my name. Whoopee. 
<laughs> the GOP primary can, uh, candidate went on to add that, like Musk's Twitter files, he would also release state action files. Oh my God! So, so you, so you don't have an original thought. You're just going to be like, "Hey, oh, okay, Elon Musk is doing this with Twitter now. Oh, I got to do this as the president of the United States, right? Oh, Elon Musk is doing this with X now. Oh, I got, I got to switch uh, the name of the." United States <laughs> must put an X through Twitter. I'll put an X through the administrative state. I just, wow. <laughs> so, All right. so that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at on common tactics with Elon. Since acquiring X, Musk uh, has made several changes to the social media platform, including mass layoffs ousting top executives, sharing ad revenue with high-profile users, and scaling back content moderation programs. So that's going to wrap that up. So if you vote for um, Ramishwamy, um, you're, uh, you're pretty much going to get a, a country run like um, Twitter or X. Or pretty much what he's going to do is he's just going to be like, oh, uh, Elon's doing this. Oh, oh, Elon's Elon's uh, launching a rocket with SpaceX. Oh, I got to call NASA. We got to launch a rocket, right? <laughs> Actually, it's funny that you bring that you bring that up because I saw a headline that India put a put a rocket on the moon or whatever, and Russia failed to get it up there. I was like, why is India doing that? Like, what the fuck is that? I don't know. They, they're, they're they're trying to be part of the part of seeing what's going on in space. You know, I'm surprised Dubai hasn't done something. There's so much money over there. You know what I mean? Wasn't a part of India? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it is. Well, maybe that's why. So that's it for that one. Yeah, I said so. All right. So I'm going to get into uh, the Maui disaster. Got a few articles on that. The Maui disaster. Yeah, the Maui. Man, you are. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> Maui. You don't, you know. <laughs> oh, I play. No, I'm saying, motherfucker. All right. <laughs> First one's from CNN. Maui's emergency management chief resigns, citing health re- reasons at day after he defended siren silence during deadly wildfires. The head of Maui's emergency management agency has resigned, citing health reasons, Maui County said Thursday, a day after he defended the silence of the island's alarm system last week during the deadliest U.S. wildfire in more than 100 years. No details were released about Maui management, emergency management uh, agency administrator Herman Andaya's health. His resignation was effective immediately, and his role will be filled as quickly as possible in Maui County Mayor Richard Bison said, and uh, that's, I'm just going to touch on that one because now it goes into the, um, you know, how many people died, which was 114, which is absolutely, it's, it's tragic that even if the sirens did work, uh, that, that many people lost their lives because of some government backed fucking fire. So moving on to my next one from the gateway pundit, angry Maui, uh, Maui fire, Survivors let loose with middle fingers and F-bombs at President-elect Joe Biden (laughs) as motorcade passes by. That's funny. 
I have the picture too. They they really are doing that. People are asking. Uh, people keep asking me the attitude of, uh, is of what the attitude is of people in Maui toward Biden. I've heard numerous times today about the traffic and how locked down the island is before his arrival. There's also some disappointment about how long it took him to come, as evidenced by this video. Come on, man. By the way, I get that those feelings are hard to, to reconcile, but I'd say it's a smaller contradiction to try to re reconcile than our support for Ukraine versus Maui. Whatever the case, this is how people feel. Video, I believe, is from at uh, Tony Supply as seen on at HHH News on IG. <coughs> and this one, again, it, it goes on. Um, and then how he, he uh, oh, that'll be part of the next article. <laughs> so my next one is from Trending Politics. FEMA order surfaces for media blackout of Maui disaster images. Following the Maui fire disaster, there have been concerns of mishandling and a lack of transparency with claims of media restrictions on the island. The current media landscape seems determined to maintain a positive Im image of Joe Biden, especially evident on in the coverage of the Hawaii incident. Two significant aspects underscore this narrative. Firstly, there's President Joe Biden's perceived aloofness marked by his repeated no-comment replies to early queries and frequent vacations during this crisis. His recent visit to Maui only magnified his public relations challenges. Secondly, there are concerns about the local administration's measures, or lack thereof, measures, measures which may have exacerbated the situation. Issues like an unutilized warning system, queries about the fire's initial containment, and an alleged delay by a water management official in re redirecting water to combat the flames are notable. Among this muffled media landscape comes an, an anonymous tip. A reporter a reported at FEMA letter dated August 19, 2023, that urges an official media blackout on new disaster footage. And they have a picture of it right here. It's actually pretty short. Uh, for some reason, they redacted who it was to. Um, out of respect for those who perished, we were asked by Maui County officials to pause on posting on social media and elsewhere new imagery of damage slash disaster slash debris starting now. They are asking for a full stop on disaster imagery going forward. At this time, we have not been asked to take any photos or video down. Our team on the ground is coordinating with the county for further guidance to ensure we remain fully aligned. Cultural sensitivity is the up of the utmost importance in all our response and recovery activities to this disaster. Signed, Justin Angel Knighton, Director, Office of External Affairs, Federal Emergency Management Agency. And this is all just pointing to a cover-up. And just getting more and more fucking, like I saw a video, there was a mushroom cloud on Maui right before the fire and right around where it was. So my next one is from Newsmax, Maui wildfire victims fear land grab. Deborah Leoffler felt she couldn't lose much more after wildfire destroyed her home in Maui where five generations of her family had lived and a son died at the same day, same day on the U.S. mainland. Grieving and overwhelmed, Lee Offler was soon best uh, beset by emails with unsolicited proposals. She sell the land, sell the Lahana beachfront plot in Maui, 
where her grandfather built their teal green wooden home in the 1940s. I felt we had vultures preying on us, Leofilus, uh, 69 years old, a retired flight attendant, sitting in the brown carpeted hotel room in Maui where to which she was evacuated and untouched container of cooked powdered egg and cold potatoes. Why the fuck are they... Also, Why real, they quick, that there? real quick, I, I understand the confusion because we do have multiple fires going on in the world. That mushroom cloud one was uh, in Canada. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, they said it was from it was there, from Maui. There might might have been one, but I've seen I've seen multiple videos where it's uh, Canada. I just wanted to reference that, right. just in case. Well, that one goes. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying no, the yeah. one I've seen. I mean, that's that's what I saw. But you know, it's fucking online shit. So someone just could have pulled that and put it in and said, "Oh, this is Maui," just to get clicks and views or whatever. So my next one is from the Gateway Pundit. Sick Joe Biden lies about his house burning down to the to my wildfire victims. I almost lost my 67 Corvette and my cat. And he also mentioned his wife, but, you know, he didn't mention <laughs> they don't mention that. After mumbling through a short speech in Liana, George uh, Joe Biden shuffled over to meet with Maui wildfire victims and first responders. Biden once again talked about himself as he addressed Maui wildfire victims. This is truly sickening. Joe Biden just droned on about the death of his first wife and daughter, and now he's lying about his house burning down. And it's funny. His house never burned down. It was no. a fire in the kitchen. It was a fire in the kitchen, and the fire, after he said this, the fire, the, the fire department that put out the fire said it was contained in 20 minutes. Yeah. And another one said, and there was another tweet or something like that, said that we wouldn't even consider this a, a fire. It didn't go into any alarms. It was it was contained quickly. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, you know, just fucking dickhead over there trying to put the spotlight on him amidst 114 fucking people dying and millions of dollars in fucking damage. Fucking vulture. So my next one's from Hannity.com. Biden blasted for hot ground joke. Dear Lord, please let this be senility. President Joe uh, Biden was blasted on social media on Monday after making a strange joke about the press having boots on because the hot ground. Biden made the comment while surveying uh, damage from the horrific Mau Maui wildfires. Biden arrived in Hawaii the da that day to give remarks uh, on the aftermath of the devastating wildfires that have taken the lives of over 110 people. Prior to his speech, he met and shook hands with a group of officials stopping in front of a search and rescue dog. While petting the dog, he joked the boots the canine was wearing. You guys catch the boots out here? Biden appeared to ask the press watching him, and he smiled and said, that's some hot ground, man. You guys are fucking retard. That's a that's a president. That's who people want to be the president. Like what the fuck? And you know that that's gonna wrap it up. It goes on, I, but it's fucking ridiculous. All right, my next one's uh, gonna be three uh, three quick ones from uh, our favorite mayor, Eric Adams, and we get a mention from Kathy Hochul. Kathy Hochul. She's a fucking dumbass too. Kathy Hochul. So this one's from Breibar. Report, New York City considers housing migrants and shipping containers on street city streets. <clears throat> oh, really? Sounds to me like they're getting ready to ship them somewhere. Uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams is reportedly considering housing border crossers and illegal aliens who are arriving weekly on buses from the southern border in shipping containers and prefabbed homes on city streets. Well, I mean, I guess that's fine because nobody lives there. It's not like anybody's trying to commute or anything. No. 
Um, since the spring of last year, about 100,000 border crossers and illegal aliens have arrived in New York City, a sanctuary city where Adams has said there is no room and has turned to busing migrants out into surrounding suburbs of upstate. A source <clears throat> who spoke to the New York Daily News now reveals that Adams' office is considering putting border crossers and illegal aliens in shipping containers, tents, and prefab houses directly on New York City streets. Um, but, you know, so that he thinks that's a good idea. So you've been hearing about um, all these rapes and sexual assaults in the hotels and the houses they're putting him in. So now he's like, Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, be able to contain that better. in um, in a, uh, shipping container city. <laughs> That's fucked. So this next one's from OAN one American news, New York protests, immigrant tent city near elementary school. Well, you guys better get your picket signs out because there's going to be a shipping container city next to your elementary schools. Now, Hundreds of New York residents gather to protest the opening of a shelter located near an elementary school, which is expected to house 1,000 illegal immigrant men. All right, that mm. sounds good. <laughs> um, on Wednesday, protesters in Queens gather around the shelter, holding up signs chanting, No Tent City. Multiple people were arrested during the protest, uh, including Curtis. Um, Sw uh, Silva <clears throat> of the, uh, the former GOP mayoral candidate who had allegedly refused to comply with police orders to get down on the street and stop blocking traffic. Protesters also held up signs that displayed messages such as this is an emergency, close the border and our children deserve a safe school. Well, to be honest to you people that are living in New York and you're holding up these signs, Mayor Adams doesn't give a fuck. Your governor, Kathy Hochul, doesn't give a fuck. And I don't know who the Senate is in there, but they don't give a fuck. So <clears throat> it's time to move out of that state. Some red states will tell, take you. And then, um, you know, the blue states will uh, beg for you to come back with their promises of abortion. Um, <laughs> the decision by city officials to house uh, illegal immigrants in the shelter came after hotels and homeless shelters have been overrun with thousands of people who have entered the country illegally and were transported in New York. Some protesters said that they have um, compassion for what, the, okay, well then what are you protesting uh, for what the migrants are going through? However, everyone agreed that the location of the shelter makes no sense and is dangerous is dangerous due to the proximity of the local elementary school as well as the senior center. Well, you dumb fucks, you have compassion for these people. So your compassion is the problem for why there's migrants in your city and it's being overrun by fucking migrants. Your compassion is having these tent cities built near elementary schools and senior centers where these migrants and illegals are coming in as Fucking criminals, not all of them, but majority of them, because we've, how many stories have we done where there's sexual assaults or attacks or people being, you know, assaulted, but you're, you're compassionate for these people. So you're part of the fucking problem, but now because it's affecting you, oh, now, now it's an issue. Um, state leaders approved the 10 city, which is located in a parking lot 
of the psychiatric hospital campus. In well, order, well, they need to go in the psychiatric yeah. hospital. <laughs> in order to try and find housing for almost 60,000 illegal immigrants that are currently in the state. Only around 100 people arrived at the new facility this week. However, city officials say that it's only a matter of time before all the space is taken up. Damn. The immigrant situation in the state of New York, specifically New York City, has also created tensions between Governor Kathy Hochul and New York City Mayor Eric Adams. Oh, man, getting getting a little Hochul mention in this article. Hochul's lawyer recently criticized Adams' administration for the way they're handling the situation. The Hochul administration wrote a letter which said the city that City Hall had failed to expect, accept numerous offers from the state legislature legislature in recent years, which many meant for shelter, which uh, was meant for shelters. The letter said that the proposed shelters would have been able to house more than 3,000 people with different sites for single adult men. However, the governor's administration said that the city had failed to the advantage of the proposal. Although Adams defended the relationship between himself and the governor saying that like each other, they are learning from each other on the constant uh, uh, basis moving forward. New York is currently sheltering around 106,000 illegal immigrants and homeless people combined. Okay, so Kathy Hochul's talking about shelters, right? Yeah. For New York City. Okay, here's what she meant. New York will pay homeowners up to 125000 to build an ADU in their backyard and help ease the nation's housing shortage. Oh, really? Really? <laughs> New York allocated $85 million to pay homeowners for building ADUs in their backyard. Grants are given to local governments or nonprofits who distribute the funds. The state has given out $23.4 million to homeowners from Buffalo area to New York City. New York is, doing, New York is doling out millions to help homeowners build tiny homes called uh, accessory, accessory dwelling units or ADUs in their backyards. As of August 15th, the Empire State has spent $23.4 billion doing so, according to New York State Homes and Committee Renewal, which is, which is in charge of these funds. It is part of a package passed in the state's 2022 to 2023 budget called the Plus One ADU Program, which uh, provides grants of up to 125000 to homeowners across the state who add an additional ho- housing unit to their property. The state plans to give a total of $85 million out in grants by 2028. It comes at a time where, when we need to investigate every avenue and build every single unit that we have. Um, President of the New York Association of Affordable Housing told Insider the program is one of one way lawmakers are trying to ease the um, worsening home sh- housing shortage, a nationwide issue that is making both buying and renting a home very expensive to most for most Americans. So that one's going to go on um, about uh, Kathy Hochul's uh, big plan and the state of New York's big plan. They want you to build a fucking shed in your backyard and house people in it. Um, and that's supposed to ease the, um, you know, the buying and renting costs for Americans. Well, you know what would ease the buying and renting costs of Americans? If fucking people would stop working at fucking, um, 
part-time jobs and turning them into a fucking career. Go out there and get a real career. You don't have to sit there and fucking be like, oh, I, I can't do anything. I can't do anything because I, I need to smoke this blunt every day. Right. So I can't, I can't go to a job that has a fucking drug test because I won't be able to do it. And then I'll be stressed out because, you know, now I got to worry about if I'm going to pass this drug test. And then I got to worry about, oh man, when's this drug test going to be? And then I have to smoke more <clears throat> weed because I have to deal with that. And the way I deal with that is by smoking weed. You can't fucking deal with it yourself. Yeah. Which is life. Yeah. So all you fucking idiots that are like, oh, raise the minimum wage. What's that going to do? That's going to raise the wage for everybody across the board. You know what's going to happen? You guys are still not going to be able to afford anything because you guys, because you won't get a real career are driving up the cost of everything in this country because um, everybody's employment's getting driven up. And what do they got to do to pay these employees is they got to drive up the cost of what their, their uh, company is doing. Exactly. The company still needs to make a profit. It still needs to be good within within the stocks and, you know, everything like that. Yep. So they're not just going to absorb that. And then my last one, which is this one's an interesting one from New York City. New York City. This is from Newsmax Finance. New York City wants to house migrants in jail where Epstein died. Nice. New York City officials want to ease the pressure of overcrowded homeless shelters by housing migrants in a federal jail that once held mobsters, terrorists, and Wall Street swindlers before being shut down after Jeffrey Epstein's suicide. The proposal suggested in an August 9th letter to Governor Kathy Hochul's administration came as New York struggles to handle the estimated 100,000 migrants that have arrived in the city since last year uh, crossing the southern U.S. border. The city is legally obligated to find shelter for anyone needing it, which homeless shelters are full. New York City Mayor Eric Adams, a Democrat, has taken over hotels, put cots in uh, recreational centers uh, and school gyms and created temporary housing in huge tents. The letter written by senior counsel for the city law department identifies several of its cities, uh, several, several other sites, which migrants could potentially be housed, including the defunct metropolitan correctional center, which closed in 2021. So you can go on, read about how they want to put, start putting, um, illegal migrants in jails that are probably been shut down like this one. I mean, there's probably more in New York city that have been shut down. So, you know, they shouldn't be housing them anywhere. It's fucking stupid. Stop fucking running around. Oh, how are we going to house them? Put them on a plane and get them the fuck out of the country. They don't belong here. Exactly. That's It's simple. And you save millions of dollars, probably billions, because you're fucking doing all this stupid bullshit. What the fuck? So, my next one is from the Gateway Pundit. The Great Reset. Report reveals globalist climate organization's goal to ban meat, dairy, and pri private vehicles in 14 U.S. cities by 2030. Is that 2030 again? An executive report revealed that the global ringmasters and their Democrat allies are embarking on an expedited Marxist scheme to ensure that you have no choice but to enjoy bugs in public transportation in less than a decade. Did you write this? <laughs> The Federalists on Saturday dropped the explosive story. Uh, 14 prominent American cities that are part of a far-left climate organization headed by billionaire globalist, quote-unquote, mini Mike Bloomberg, 
that aims to abolish private vehicles ownership and uh, wean their constituents off meat and dairy by 2030. That is just seven years from now. This is why every fucking show we tell you guys, spread the word. We need to take our fucking country back. We need to get these fucking dipshits out of the office so we can actually live the freedom, live the freedom that we are supposed to have. Not this fucking woke bullshit. The Federalist uh, astutely notes that adopting these measures will lead to the deaths of innocent people. Mankind cannot uh, survive on insects and vegetables alone. Here are the key parts of the report. Stockpiling critical medications has never been more important. Just kidding. That was an ad. 14 major cities are part of a globalist climate organization known as the C40 Cities Climate Leadership Group, which has an uh, ambitious target by the year 2030 of zero kg of meat consumption, zero kg of dairy consumption, three new clothing items per person per year, zero private vehicles owned, and one short-haul return flight, less than uh, 1,500 kilometers every three years per person. (laughs) Jesus Christ. C40's dystopian goals can be found in in its The Future of Urban Consumption in a... 1.5 degree Celsius world report, which was published in 2019 or reportedly re-emphasized in 2023. The The organization is headed and largely funded by Democrat billionaire Michael Bloomberg. Nearly 100 cities across the world make up the organization and its American members include Austin, Boston, Chicago, Houston, Los Angeles, Miami, New Orleans, New York City, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Portland, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., and Seattle. The target of eliminating meat, dairy, and private vehicles by 2030 is based on a future vision of resource-efficient production and extensive changes in consumer choices, and the report notes something is its authors clearly hope to bring about. If these were not their goals, they would not have labeled them as ambitious targets. And this is a very long article, um, but if you want to, you know, dive into it a little bit more, it's on the Gateway Pundit, the Great Reset, and it's coming by 2030 if you if we don't fucking take back this country. So that'll do it for that article. Okay, my next one is going to be from Newsmax Health. I got a bunch of articles that go with this, so I'm going to rip right through them. If you need to um, check these out for yourself, rewind the show. Listen to where the article's from and what the article is, and you can go research it because there is a shitload. And I've talked to people while I was finding these, and people don't even know this is fucking going on right now. Of course not. Well, you know, it's all about the Trump indictments. Right. So Newsmax Health, who is monitoring highly mutated new strain of COVID-19. A new COVID variant with a very few with very few known cases, but many mutations has been swiftly moved into the World Health Organization's variant under mon- monitoring classification. Four known cases of the variant, dubbed BA.2.86, have been so far identified in the world, including one case in the state of Michigan, where they want people back. And they're trying to lure you back with abortion. Um, the U.S. 
Center, Centers of Disease Control and Prevention said on Thursday that they are tracking this new variant. Okay. So what, what do you think that's going to lead to? Lockdown. Infowars is going to tell you exclusive Biden administration preparing to bring back full COVID restrictions rollout to begin mid-September. Oh, like a month away. Yeah. So all you people that are listening to this show and people just around the world shouldn't be for this. We we've been down this road. Like every, everybody knows what the hell is going to happen. Okay. Whistleblowers from the TSA and border control have, have uh, raised alarms in uh, to Infowars that the Biden administration is setting the stage of full COVID lockdowns that will begin with uh, incremental restrictions like masking TSA employees in mid-September. The first source, uh, a high-level TSA official confirmed, and now to Infowars reached out to Infowars and cited a Tuesday meeting in the TSA managers were told new um, policies were being, uh, being completed, completed and would, uh, re-implement masking starting with TSA and airport employees as early as mid-September. Okay. So you, you can go check that one out from Infowars. Probably, you're probably gonna have to search for it because they're probably burying it. Um, then we have, Another one, in case you're like, oh, Infowars, fuck them. Okay, we'll go check out the Gateway Pundit. Biden regime to reinstate COVID-19 restrictions, beginning with mask mandate as COVID cases rise, say TSA and Border Patrol whistleblowers. So pretty much the same fucking thing, just from a different news agency. So you can go check that one out, okay? Um, then we have... Whoops. Okay, then we have, okay, TSA came out and said that. So Atlanta College reinstates COVID-19 mass mandate as students return to the city. This is from the Atlanta Journal. Okay, so now we got some fucking stupid uh, college that wants to push the mask mandate on their students. And you know what? If you're a student at that school or you know somebody that goes to that school, which who knows? I don't know. But I tell them to fucking get the fuck out of that school. Yeah, exactly. Um, then we have uh, one from the Gateway Pundit. Here we go. Lionsgate Studio reinstates employee mask mandate despite very low COVID cases. Okay. Why are we shocked by that? Hollywood is going to do anything to, that the government says because they think all, all, uh, all the Americans listen to the Hollywood elite. Well, joke's on them. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of people do, but... Most people don't. No, they don't. So now we got Lionsgate Films. If you're 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 an actor for Lionsgate Films, you're gonna have to wear a mask or you work for them. Which, um, I don't know. Not when they're recording though. When they're making the movie, they don't have to. <laughs> no social distancing there. No, 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 no. And then we have um, Biden administration to urge all Americans get a coronavirus booster shot now. Okay. All Americans will be urged by Biden administration to get a coronavirus booster shot this autumn ahead of what claims is the new wave of infections. A White House official said on Sunday. Well, I got news for you. Nobody's probably going to get this one because the people that haven't gotten it, they're not going to get it. 
and the people that have gotten it and they're watching all these people die and have complications. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to get it. They're not going to get it. So, um, how convenient this one's from the gateway pundit Biden regime begins procuring fucking piece of shit computer. Um, equipment and hiring safety advisors, government spending data reveals. Okay. So the Biden regime has begun procuring COVID-19 equipment and hiring advisors and safety protocols, according to the exclusive report from the war room. This comes amidst increasing speculation that the White House might be preparing to reinstate pandemic era lockdowns and mandates. The Gateway Pundit previously reported that Biden regime is preparing to reinstate full COVID-19 lockdowns, uh, beginning with mask mandates for TSA and airport employees. There it is again. I know I brought this up that the other article was from the Gateway Pundit, but it's being circulated that that's what's going on. Right. And then if you don't believe that uh, this is going, well, this is going on, you can go to the whitehouse.gov slash COVID plan and they have the whole COVID preparedness plan on their website. This was updated on Tuesday. Um, and they have it broken down into sections, protect against the threat of COVID-19, prepare against new variants, prevent economic and educational shutdowns, and continue to vac- vaccinate the world. Well, if you're going into lockdowns, I don't think uh, Section 3 has anything to do with uh, what you're planning to do. I mean, I'm a, I, might, I might be wrong, but... That, that's uh that's how I see it. So while that's all going on and you know they're gonna be forcing you to take the vaccine, this one's from Epic Health. Growing concern vaccine heart damage in adolescence may be permanent. What? What do you mean? Hong Kong study finds 58% of COVID-19 vaccine myocarditis um confirmed by MRI not resolved at one year. Almost every day, the news brings another story of a young person dying from cardiac arrest. It is getting sickening. Uh, it is a sickening uh, rationalization that COVID-19 vaccine-induced myocarditis um, could leave a zone or a scar in the heart, risking the chance of, uh, you know, uh, ventricular fibrillation and cardiac arrest um, at any time. So now it's coming out that all these vaccines are, you know, leading to some form of cardiac arrest or heart issue. Um, And now they're going to try to force this shit on you again. And I don't know. I don't know why they think this is a great idea. Like, who's going to listen? Unfortunately, I think a lot of people are going to listen. They shouldn't be. But well, just in in case for those sheep. The new Novavax vaccine effective against Eris variant. Okay. They are they already have the vaccine in place. The Novavax Inc. said on Tuesday its updated protein-based COVID-19 vaccine generated an immune system 
I mean, immune response against emerging forms of coronavirus, such as the era subvariant in small studies in animals. COVID-19 infections and hospitalizations have been rising in the United States, Europe, and Asia, with more cases in recent months attributed to the EG5 subvariant, nicknamed Eris, a descendant of the Omicron. I don't know that now they're having babies. <laughs> <laughs> that originally emerged in November 2021. So that article is going to go on. You can check this one out at Newsmax Health, new Novavax vaccine. And then it's kind of funny because this one's from Newsmax. The FDA, I, ivermectin, still not approved for COVID, even though ivermectin will help when, you, when you're sick with COVID. It'll yeah. help you get over it. Right. So they don't want to approve that for some reason because they know, oh, man, if we start distributing ivermectin, fucking nobody's going to get our shots and, you know, or boosters. And then what are the boosters and the shots leading to? People's deaths. And what's that leading to? Population control. I mean, people, what the fuck? Open up your eyes. <laughs> then this one is from Epic Health. Secret letter to CDC. Top doctors suggest agency misrepresented um, scientific data to support mask narrative. Documents recently obtained from the National Institute of Health suggest public health officials um, used inaccurate information to misrepresent medical research to advance their policy objective that masks prevent uh, severe COVID, uh, uh, prevent severe COVID-19 and virus transmission, despite opposing scientific evidence received from experts. In recently obtained letter uh, sent in November 2021 to the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, um, Michael Osterholm, director of the, the Center of Infectious Disease and Policy at the University of Minnesota and seven colleagues informed the agency it is promoting flawed data and excluding data that did not reinforce the narrative. So you can go check that one out at the Epic Times in their health section. And that goes on about the CDC knowing that doctors were um, misrepresenting, mis- uh, yeah, misrepresenting scientific data to push this mask uh, narrative. So, you know, with all this coming out, you better be against the masks, be against the shots, be against the fucking lockdowns. Because if you're not, they're just going to be like, oh, well, you know, fuck, we can just do whatever we want. Because they're literally playing the same fucking game. You already know what the fuck's going to happen. Yeah, all the small businesses are going to get shut down. And I, like I said to you the other day, I thought that was weird that... You know, when COVID happened, all the big chains were still open. Okay. Now, I know usually we do a jump back and forth to you, but I just want to get this one out there and make sure this, because we're talking about how this COVID plan's rolling out. Okay. This one's from Newsmax. Severe drought leads to traffic jam in Panama Canal. Nope. Why, why, Why am I mentioning this? The severe drought in the Panama has led to water conservation efforts that resulted in a backlog of commercial vessels trying to pass through the Panama Canal, one of the world's most important shipping routes. There are more than 200 ships on either side of the waterway waiting to pass through. The Wall Street Journal reported on Friday. On Wednesday, the Panama Canal Authority issued an advisory notifying shippers to uh, shippers. It is extending uh, through September 
Second, restrictions on daily number of vessels crossing through the canal to 32 a day, down from 36 at normal conditions. Okay, so now we're uh, creating a problem with the supply chain. Yeah. What what happened last time during co- the COVID lockdown? We had a supply chain issue. Was it was it in the Panama Canal? No, it was off the coast of uh, California. But now 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 we're seeing two similar things. People wake the fuck up. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. That's it's gonna it's gonna get worse too. Yeah. But so I'll jump into my next one from just the news. If Biden declares climate emergency, experts worry how wide the scope of his powers would be. A senior research to- fellow told Just the News why he thinks now would be prime time for uh, prime time excuse for Biden to activate his emergency powers. Legal and policy experts on the left and right are concerned that such powers may be undermining democracy. Okay. Last week, President Joe Biden said during an interview that his administration already declared a national emergency over climate change before starting to clarify that he practically not actually had. CNN called the statement incorrect, but the but there is widespread widespread speculation he will declare one soon, citing anonymous White House sources. The Washington Post reported in July that Biden is considered considering whether to declare a national climate emergency in the coming weeks. The deadly Maui wildfires have been the latest tragedy raised by climate activists as a justification for emergency powers to be authorized in America and across the globe. We saw him. We saw him say he he do he'd done it, or virtually did it. Dr. H. Sterling Burnett, senior fellow at the Heartland Institute with a focus on climate issues, told Just the News, "Well, virtually isn't doing it." But that doesn't mean he won't do it in the future because he is talking about it. Burnett added that there is a constant dumb beat, a drumbeat from environmentalists in the progressive wing of the party to do this. But this loud outcry he uh, upend comes at from a tiny fraction of people. The people really pushing for a climate emergency are on the fringe in the party. Everyone thinks that people want them to do something big about climate change, but poll after poll shows. Uh, people are not willing to make sacrifices, commensurate with uh, crisis claims. And there's, it goes on from there. There's there's a bunch of stats and and shit like that. But this is this is another another thing with that 2030 agenda. This, this is another step that they're going to restrict us because they're going to say, oh, the climate. Even though if you actually do so, your research, so, so, there's nothing wrong with the fucking climate. So potentially they're going to put you in a climate lockdown, a COVID lockdown. They're going to force um, mask mandates on you. They're going to force shots on you. And there's going to be a supply chain issue. Yeah. Yep. Wow, it's going to be a busy fall. It is. <laughs> Ho- hopefully all these parts are able to uh, fall into place. But with all these stupid fucks in this country... Meaning the sheep. They're just botting around. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It will probably fall into place. They probably will. But that'll do it for that one. Okay, my next one's from Breibart. Armed IRS agent accidentally kills another IRS agent during range time. (laughs) That's fucking great. This Not at, that he died, but the you know the whole yeah, the whole thing behind it. They, this this is at a Phoenix, Arizona gun range, and it happened Thursday. Live Five News noted that sh- the shooting occurred on the Federal Bureau of Prisons gun range, where a training exercise was underway. AZ Family 
uh, reported uh, that the agent was shot during the exercise, then transported to Honor Health Deer Valley Medical Center. The agent died at the medical center. Um, Charlotte M. Dennis with, uh, with the IRS criminal investigation of Phoenix said, our concern today is for the agent and their family. Special agents in the Phoenix FBI offices are now investigating the shooting. On May 4th, 2023, Breibart pointed out that open the books, a watchdog group found the IRS spent $10 million on firearms, ammunition, and military-style gear since 2022. Open Books specified some of the purchases the IRS made in 2020, 2020 $2.3 million on duty ammunition, $1.2 million on ballistic shields, plus another $1.3 million on various other gear for criminal investigation agents. Uh, very non-transparent description. Um, four. Hundred and seventy-four thousand on Smith and Wesson rifles, four hundred sixty-seven thousand on tac- uh, duty tactical lighting, four hundred sixty-three thousand on Beretta th- uh, uh, one three zero one tactical shotguns, uh, three hundred fifty-four thousand on tactical gear bags, two hundred sixty-seven thousand on ballistic helmets, and two hundred forty-three thousand on body armor vests. The agency uh, also purchased three thousand units of optic compatible tactical holsters. Uh, for weapons with optic sights and weapons with lighting systems. So, you know, that that's what the IRS is wasting all their money on to what come after the American people. But I mean, that's great, but apparently they don't even know how to use the weapon they're they're holding or who they're aiming it at. So that's funny. I, I, that's funny. I, I, I re I, it's, it's, it's mind boggling to me. It is. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> so if, if you're worried about the IRS coming after you, don't worry about it. They'll show up and just probably shoot a, themselves, just, just, not you. Yeah, yeah, and run in a zigzag pattern. They'll probably be fucking confused. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't train for this. All right. So hey, why's the trigger way out there? <laughs> My next one is from Fox 10 Phoenix. Wow, we were just in Phoenix. Wow. With that last article, not as specifically. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I was like, wait a minute, where did where'd I go? I didn't I wasn't there. Uh, transgender restroom policies. Tom Horn says parents are threatening to pull children from schools. Superintendent Tom Horn says he's received a number of concerns from the parents who are outraged over biological boys using restrooms that are intended for girls. And they should be. In a statement, Horn says that he advises schools not to implement policies that would allow this instead provide separate facilities open to either gender. I have been contacted by a number of parents who are outraged by the idea that biological boys can use the restrooms, locker rooms, and shower facilities meant for girls. They are considering moving their daughters from school from schools that allow this. Well, you've been saying that. We've been saying that for fucking uh, months now, not even weeks anymore. In Arizona, they certainly have multiple school options from which to choose. Back in June, Governor Katie Hobbs vetoed a Republican-backed bill that restricted the use of public school restrooms to transgender students. Hobbs called it an attack on transgender students and their freedoms. No, Katie Hobbs, you're a fucking pedophile. The the bill would have also... The bill would have also required public schools to establish other accommodations for students who refuse to use a multi-occupancy bathroom or changing area of the gender they were assigned at birth. The law would also have applied to sleeping quarters 
on school-sponsored overnight trips. And that is the end of the article. And um, it was it was a good bill. It was a good bill. Um, but we, we knew it wasn't going to fucking go through, you know. But it just shows who's, who's backing uh, the American people and who's part of the establishment. That's it. Okay, this next one's from Alternet. Worldwide fascism is being accelerated by one thing few people want to talk about. What is it? I don't know, but we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> we're not part of the who. <laughs> the, go- the, the government in Netherlands fell, uh, fell this summer. The issue that tipped it over the edge was immigration driven by climate change. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in Pu- uh, if Putin wanted to destroy democracy in Europe, and he does, but back in 2015, he couldn't have picked a better strategy, odds are, though he was just trying to protect his deep water ports. It wasn't until the crisis developed that he really realized how he could exploit it to overthrow liberal democracies in the EU. The way it's played out gives us a glimpse into our future and the future of democratic republics all across the world as as global climate emergency and refugee crisis associated with it grows more severe over the next few years. That's cool. The current rise in right-wing fascism crisis building in Europe began in 2010 and started with global climate change. The fall, uh, the fall of the year saw unusual severe rainfall across the wheat-growing parts of Canada, cutting the nation's wheat harvest along with drought across Russia, Ukraine, and China. A La Nina... Oh. Uh, Yeah, La Nina uh, caused crop failures in Argentina and um, Peru. Worldwide prices, uh, staple foods, particular wheat, uh, exploit. So if you're curious about this fucking uh, article... You can go check it out. It's at Alter, um, Alternet. And, um, you know, it's it's basically saying that the fascists in this country are going to try exploiting, from what I'm gathering, from what we just went over, are going to try exploiting the fucking climate change thing. But, like we've said, there is no climate change issue in the world. No, there isn't. They really want to keep pushing all this shit that doesn't exist. And eventually... They're going to push everybody too far. Yeah. Everybody with everything. And if you, if you notice all the Democrats, they, they use scare tactics all the time. There's nothing empowering about, about them. No. So that's who you voted for. All aboard. Thank you, fellas. Absolutely, sir. <laughs> and here we are, jumping aboard the Trump train. My first one's from Breibart. Georgia State Senator takes first step to impeach Trump's Fulton County prosecutor. Georgia Senator, uh, State Senator Colton Moore took, off the fir- uh, took the first step on Thursday toward impeaching Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis for her actions against former President Donald Trump, a memo exclusively obtained by Breibart News Shows. In a letter to Governor Brian Kemp, Republican, Moore 
announced an initiative to begin an emergency session to conduct a thorough investigation into the victims. I mean, the actions undertaken by Willis on today, on Tuesday, a Georgia grand jury indicted Trump on 13 counts. The lawmakers investigation could lead to defunding Willis investigation of Trump and or ultimately impeaching the district attorney. We must strip all funding and, if appropriate, impeach Fannie Willis, Moore said in a statement. As a Georgia state senator, I am officially calling for an emergency session to review the actions of Fannie Willis. He said, America is under attack. I'm not going to sit back and watch as radical left prosecutors weaponize their elected offices to politically target their opponents. Hell yeah. And it goes on from there. Um, But, you know, there's more on the fucking Trump indictment shit. So then we move it over to Fox News. Governor Brian Kemp hasn't received any evidence. State Senator Moore has majority necessary for this impeachment. Uh, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp's office says the state senator is seeking to impeach the prosecutor handling the Georgia case against uh, former President Donald Trump has not provided evidence that he has the necessary support to call a special session. In a letter the governor filed on Thursday, Senator Colton Moore claimed to have the support of three out of five of each respective house in the state legislature regarding his efforts to impeach Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis. We have not been provided any evidence to support that assertion, spokesperson Garrison Douglas told Fox News Digital. Moore is moving to impeach Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis over the charges brought against former President Donald Trump. As a Georgia state senator, I'm officially calling for an emergency session to review the actions of Fannie Willis, he said on, on Thursday on social media. Like I just said in the other article, we, the undersigned being duly elected members of the Georgia House of Representatives, Georgia Senate, and comprising three out of five of each respective house, pursuant of Article 4, Section 3, I mean Section 2, Paragraph 7, hereby certify you in writing with a copy to the Secretary of State that are, in our opinion, an emergency exists in the affairs of the state requiring a special session to be con- convened under the sec- that section for all proposes to include without limitation the review in responses to actions of Fannie Willis. Moore wrote in his letter to the gov- governor that day. Uh, it goes on and on from there, but, you know, they should be impeaching her because, you know, she's fucking... They're, they're trying to put a fucking president in jail. This is, this is no pun intended, unprecedented. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I'll move it on to my next one because I have a few to get through. Conservative briefs. Trump says he'll appoint a real special counsel to investigate Joe Biden. Former President Donald Trump has revealed that what he plans to do if he's elected president in 2024, and it's not good news for President Joe Biden. He said this week, after being indicted again, this time by Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis, that he will appoint a real special counsel to look into allegations of corruption involving the current president and his family. Trump's remarks also came after U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland on Friday appointed U.S. Attorney David Weiss as a special counsel to investigate Hunter Biden, a move that widely panned on the right, on the right as nothing more than political optics given that Weiss has been investigating Hunter for years already and was one of the architects behind the sweetheart plea deal that fell apart last month in a Delaware federal courtroom. And it goes on from there about what happened, you know, what's been happening. We've covered all that, so I'm not going to jump into that. Moving on to my next one from the conservative brief. 
strategy behind multiple Trump indictments meant to demoralize, provoke Americans, the analyst says. The Biden Justice Department legal strategy behind the multiple indictments for former President Donald Trump has multiple aspects to it, according to a political analyst. And none of them are good for the future of the country, according to the author and commentator James Lindsay in an interview with Epic TV. One aspect is to put huge burdens on Trump in the public's eye and make the situation messy enough that voters will lose hope in him as a viable candidate while also seeking to provoke American public into giving up the rule of law. And you're, you are going to piss us off with all this bullshit, but guess what? Um, not that Trump is, is the God or anything like that, but he, he did great things for this country and in less than three years, dipshit in office has turned this country fucking upside down. Our borders are open. Fucking, uh, I mean, the, the list fucking goes we're, on. We're a third world country. Yeah. I mean, it's fucking we're not, ridiculous. We're not, we're not the military superpower we used to be. No, no, it's fucked. So my last one is from the D.C. Inquirer. Another Georgia lawmaker said to prepare the impeachment process of Fulton County D.A. Fannis, Fannie Willis as Trump's arrest, arrest approaches. On Tuesday morning, Georgia Senator, uh, State Representative Charlize Byrd, Republican, announced that she would be joining the state Senator Colton Moore and calling for a special session of the Georgia legislature to consider impeaching Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis as 45th President Donald Trump's arrest is set to take place on Thursday. Having reviewed the evidence of possible corruption in the Fulton County District Attorney's Office, uh, specifically regarding the indictment of President Donald Trump and 18 others, I believe it is time the General Assembly investigates this matter. Burr wrote in a letter to her constituents, Therefore, I write to inform you that I am signing to investigate possible malfeasance, if that's how you say it. As Senator Moore stated in his letter, we must investigate this matter further. She explained, if wrongdoing is found as a duly elected member of the Georgia House of, Rep <clears throat> House of Representatives, I am prepared to begin the impeachment process. I encourage all my colleagues in both chambers to join me in signing Senator Moore's letter. The lockmaker said, concluding, the people demand this letter to be investigated fully. We must seek the truth by doing our constitutional duty of overseeing the judicial system. To ensure the oath of office is enshrined in law that every district attorney must take before assuming office is respected and adhered to. And we will definitely keep you, keep you guys updated on this. Um, hopefully they do proceed and, and all that shit. Um, because this is just a bunch of bullshit. So that'll do it for that. Lawmakers, uh, this one's from the Epic Times. Lawmakers ask FTC to investigate YouTube's alleged collection of data on children. Really? A bipartisan group of senators has written uh, a letter to U.S. Federal Trades Commission, the FTC, asking for an investigation into YouTube's alleged collection and use of children's data. We write following recent reporting that reveals YouTube and Google may have violated Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, COPPA, and their own policies by tracking and targeting kids without parental notice and consent. The August 17th letter from Senators Ed Markey, who's a Democrat from Mass, and Marsha Blackburn, a Republican from Tennessee, said, YouTube may also have violated its 2019 constant decree with the FTC by showing targeted ads and videos aimed at kids 
the letters uh, stated citing research from ad quality to transparency platform um, analytics. In September 2019, the FTC and the state of New York sued YouTube for collecting the personal information of children without parental consent. Google, which owns YouTube, paid a $170 million settlement on the issue. The company's settlement with FTC prohibits Google and YouTube from violating the COPPA rule and requires them to obtain parental consent before collecting the personal information of children. Targeted advertising can manipulate children and companies routinely use personal information to pressure young people to spend more on their platforms, which can have many negative impacts. However, these policies are only helpful if companies aid, um, abide by them, the letter said. Uh, minor Minor uh, directed videos on YouTube are flooded with advertisements that when clicked, collect the data that is immediately shared with an unknown number of data brokers and companies, all without parental consent, the senators wrote. So just sounds like YouTube and Google, well, Google, who owns YouTube, is just doing whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, of course. They have all the money. I mean, the, the, this article goes on a little more, but we are up against the clock. So this one is from the Epic Times. So if you want to know more about that, it is very lengthy and you can go check that out. If you have kids and they are on YouTube, you might want to look into this one. Yeah, exactly. That's absolutely true. I mean, it's, it's, it's just fucked. But so I'll bring it into my next one from the Epic Times. More people are trafficked today more than any at any other time in history. An estimated 50 million people worldwide are being trafficked for labor or sex. And while it might be in, uh, easy to assume that human trafficking is primarily a third world problem, it's more prevalent in wealthy countries like the United States. I think people will be really surprised to hear that 52% of those who are trafficked are, are in trafficking are actually living in the wealthiest countries in the world and those that are developed. Preston Goff, Senior Director of Communications for Anti-Trafficking Organization, The Exodus Road, told the Epic Times. And um, it, it's just, it's sick. And the, the reason that, it, that it's that way is because they're pulling the people from the third world countries and shipping them, basically, to the prominent countries for people to buy and, you know, do their sick shit with. It certainly happens in places like Thailand, but here in the U.S., the most recent estimate is that there are 1.1 million people being trafficked. 1.1 million people. That's fucked. The Exodus Road is a 501c3 based in Colorado that started in 2012. It uses a three-pronged approach to help fight human trafficking, which the Department of Homeland Security defines as the use of force, fraud, or coercion to obtain some type of labor or commercial sex act. First, it focuses on search and rescue teams of highly trained nationals that partner with law enforcement to help fight human trafficking by using cyber analytics to detect trafficking, by helping identify victims, and by helping law enforcement build effective cases. Second, it trains law enforcement and communities through its Traffic Watch Academy. And third, its Beyond Rescue Program provides human trafficking survivors with counseling, a place to live, and education to help them start a new life which is great. Um, I think that's a great thing to have set up. Um, 
but they need to actually really start acting on it on a large scale. You know, they've had, we've done a couple of articles that they've, they've brought in some good amount of people, but if there's 1.1 million, you got a long fucking road ahead of you. So you need to fucking ramp that shit up. Exactly. But that'll do it for that article. Everybody knows with that sound, we're on to the Bud Light Minute. It's going to be a short minute. Um, you know, I think uh, I think people know where everybody stands on this on this matter, but still there's uh, news still coming out. Um, this one's from the Epic Times. Analyst gives dire news to Bud Light. No recovery. <laughs> <laughs> Two market analysts give grim news to Bud Light, with one predicting there would be no recovery for the boycotted brand in 2023 we assume no recovery in bud light this year rbc capital markets analyst james jones wrote in a note this week according to yahoo finance recent sales data that retail store retail store dollar sales of the brand dropped 26.1 percent in the week ending in july 15th and 26.8 percent in the week ending july 22nd compared to the previous year meanwhile the brand has lost the number one spot to Modelo, especially all in May and June, according to the figures. So this one's just saying, hey, you know what? Bud Light, you guys are not going to recover from this this year. No, nope, but if you ask them, oh, they, they're gonna, they got big things coming. Okay, and this one I'm bringing to the table because I don't give a fuck who starts drinking Bud Light again. It's not going to change my opinion on it. I don't drink, but yeah, I don't think this should change anybody's opinion. If you guys are not drinking this beer, then fucking continue not drinking this beer because you're doing it for a personal reason, it sounds like. Boycott over. This one's from Breibart. Kid Rock drinks a Bud Light again. What, do you think Kid Rock's the king of the fucking boycott against Bud Light just because he shot a case? I only made a song. Who the fuck cares? (laughs) Kid Rock was seen drinking Bud Light months after he helped spawn the boycott of Bud Light and parent company Transheiser Bush and a parent sign that his personal boycott is over. TMZ captured Kid Rock sipping a Bud Light can on Thursday during a Colt Ford concert in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, the former rocker seemed pretty relaxed as he clutched a blue can, taking sips while chatting and laughing with some friends. TMZ reported unclear if there were other beer options available, but Kid Rock's choice seems pretty shocking considering how hard he went in on the brand earlier this year. In April, Kid Rock helped launch the Bud Light boycott after the brand partnered with transgender activist Dick Swingin' Dylan Mulvaney, um, who posted a video to his social media celebrating his uh, first year of being mentally fucked up and admitting it while flaunting a beer can, um, uh, flaunting a Bud Light can that bore his likeness. So you can go on and read this. It's just talking about that. But um, honestly, I don't give a fuck if Kid Rock's drinking a Bud Light or not. And anybody that's fucking boycotting... um, Bud Light or Transheiser Bush shouldn't give a fuck either because a fucking dude that still has a dick between his legs shouldn't be representing females or racing females and then Bud Light coming out and being like, hey, you know what? Let's jump behind that. Yeah, and also influencing kids because he identifies as a 12-year-old girl. And I saw the picture 
and it's a grainy fucking picture. There's no nothing identify, uh, identifiable behind him. So how do we know that that was recent? I mean, that could have been from two years ago. Exactly. But, you know, that's the news. That is the news. That's, you know, that's what they do. They want the Bud Light shit to be over. So somebody yep. paid somebody and now they're, they're like, oh, well, Kid Rock started this. So yep. who knows how true it is. The Epic Times, Senator Ted Cruz demands Transheiser Bush hand over this mental fuck up Dylan Mulvaney's information. Whoa. Senator Ted Cruz, Republican of Texas, has ramped up demands that Transheiser Bush hand over documents in relation to the investigation of whether Bud Light's marketing promotion with transgender influencer uh, was marketing beer to kids. Ooh, like you just said. Hey. We did bring this up a couple weeks back that this uh, was happening. The level of cooperation... Uh, the committee receives will bear significantly on the assessment of whether this is a part of a broader problem across Transheiser Bush InBev product line and whether changes of federal law are necessary to prohibit Transheiser Bush InBev from marketing beer to children. The Republican senator wrote in a letter to uh, Transheiser Bush InBev's uh, CEO, uh, Michael Noballs, Last week, claiming that the, <laughs> the, the TB InBev uh, hasn't sent over the documents three months after they asked the firm to. Mr. Cruz is seeking communications between the company and transizer, I mean, transgender uh, influencer Dick Swing and Dylan Mulvaney, as well as social media content scripts, the firm's cooperate, corporate policy for advertising and data the beer company possesses on the age demographics of the influencers following on social media. The senator made note of Code Compliance Review Board, CCRB, members' um, dissenting uh, opinion that found that Mulvaney appeals to persons below the legal drinking age with specific, uh, with special attractiveness, it is especially attractive to young teens and girls is often recognized as um, pre-adolescence and pre-adolescence and caters to very young people. Ultimately, the CCRB majority found there was nothing in the Instagram post that would have special attractiveness below the legal drinking age, according to the report. So sounds to me like, um, you know, the government's waiting for, Michael Noballs to fucking the CEO of uh Transizer Bush to fucking send over these documents and they're not. So what are you hiding? Right, exactly. All right, that's going to wrap up uh that. All right. So move it into my next one. This one's actually kind of funny. <laughs> From MSN. <clears throat> Homeowner devastated by HOA's bizarre and restrictive new vehicle ban. It's my only way to work. <laughs> a homeowner shared their struggles with the HOA, uh, their HOA after it banned e-bikes and other forms of transportation. In a recent post by the HOA subreddit, a user explained the conflict that their HOA has created uh, for their commute. It's my only way to work, the user wrote in their caption. 
So he writes, please let this email bring your attention that the absent, uh, the presence of electric bikes, scooters, or any comparable uh, battery-powered devices, as well as their corresponding batteries, is strictly prohibited. Oh, I guess this is from the HOA. Within uh, the premises at all times, the including dwelling units, common areas, and storage facilities, as well as being within a 15-foot radius of any structure on the property. Considering the potential hazards associated with such times, many residents per residential properties have implemented similar bans. We kindly request your cooperation and adhering to this resolution, which will be effective immediately upon receiving this notice. My condo, uh, my condo association VP lives across from me. He wit witnessed me walking with my new e-board, the user wrote, referring to an electric skateboard in a polite tone, asked about the performance and specs on my board. I politely gave him the information he wanted, uh, he thinking he was innocently, genuinely interested, intrigued by my board. Little did the user know that one of, that one board would take the issue with another kind of board. The HOA met sooner thereafter and promptly banned the gear. The fine print of the HOA's notice justified the ban of electric bikes, electric scooters, and any other comparable battery-powered devices by citing potential hazards, like it said in the, in the letter, of the items without explaining any further according to the pro, uh, the post. And, yeah, it goes it goes on from there with, uh, like, how e-bikes, e-scooters, and shit like that can just suddenly combust. So it is uh, a little bit of a, a threat to uh, to the people that are, that are trying to use it. But that's going to do it for that article. Okay, and if this is your first time watching or listening to the show and you enjoyed it, whether it be part one or part two, give us a like, a follow, subscribe, do what, do all that, that good stuff. And then while you're doing that, you can head over to Instagram, X, and threads. Find us at checkers underscore and underscore MJ. If you go there, we haven't posted anything as of lately. We've uh, had some uh stuff just going on personalized we've been pretty busy you know wow uh, i think mj is going to be getting back into that in the next uh what couple weeks no probably sooner than that but uh, yeah yeah because you're you know he everybody he, wants to see my face so i gotta put it yeah, you know yeah, i gotta do a service you, to the people you yeah, know what i'm saying you, know, you, you, you you'll <laughs> be having a little more available time so uh and you can also find us at uh the realist uncensored uh, on Rumble, that's one word. You can send us an email at therealistuncensored at gmail.com. That could be for show ideas on raps, articles, um, telling us that World War Three has not started yet. Um, <laughs> episodes will be dropping weekly on Wednesday and Friday, so be on the lookout for those. And be on the lookout for Monica and MJ's Message Mondays. And also, just so you know... The COVID lockdowns are potentially coming. Mask mandates are potentially coming. And as men and women of this country, you got to stand up for your rights, draw that line in the sand, and say no more. And also, we're living through World War III. Come on, people. <laughs>